What's up with all the clothes in the parking lot? Seriously. Sorry, must have dropped them. Dan, you can't take your clothes off until we're in the studio. Yeah, we do the show semi-live and semi-nude, not the parking lot. See, I just like to think of Wednesday as naked day. Me too. I have a hard time putting clothes on at all. Actually, naked time is only from 6 to 7, not all day. At least wear a feather boa the rest of the time, Dan. Speaking of 6 to 7, it's almost time. Crud, we have to hurry. See, I am ready to go, and you fools have to strip still. Well, I'm wearing my easy-release stripper clothes. Ta-da! All right, y'all, let's start the show. It's 6 o'clock on Wednesday. Time for Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. The next hour is going to be bursting with news, reviews, and interviews for the TBLG community, our friends, families, and allies. And we are your hosts, the cool kids. Dan. Meredith. Christy. And Greg. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Um... Sorry. Because Zoom types. I wanted it to come earlier, but it just wouldn't. (laughs) I have that trouble sometimes, too. Dan. You are so dirty. Well, I've had a wonderful uh, two weeks, three weeks. Well, before you tell us about that, we should say that it is Wednesday, August 23rd. It is. Um, and 2006. 2006. So holy you've had holy. a few weeks off. I've missed you. Oh, it's yeah, going to be I missed. I have to say, I was like, oh, yay, Dan's coming back tonight. <laughs> I was very excited. So, not that I minded our guest hosts. Right. I had um, Danielle with me the first week you were gone. And Fantastic. Wow. And then last week, Jeremy Merklinger helped out, and so we had a good time. Oh, but my goodness. You were certainly missed. Aww, so how are you with thanks. all the dirty gay boys? Oh, we were. We were having all kinds of good times. Um, I mean, there's it's. we went to... Uh, I went camping, basically, in Canada, and there was one that was... Um, I mean, very friendly. Very, very, very friendly. Um, all men, and... Um, uh, it, it was it they they definitely if if you did not meet new people did not talk to new people make new friends you probably stayed in your tent the whole time i mean it was one of those like there was no way you could have not have made new friends um and then we went to another park where um everybody was kind of like on their own i mean they were like about 10 feet or 20 feet away um their campsite and yeah they wouldn't come and visit they wouldn't talk it would they wouldn't interact with you um even though you could hear their whole conversation right um, and in one one particular group we could hear everything <laughs> it was like we could hear absolutely everything that was going on over there Uh-oh. and um uh and so they and so too bad you didn't get their names we could embarrass them oh we did i just wasn't going to talk about oh. greg steven and uh jason <laughs> 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 or was it jason or was it uh, Judson, whatever. But anyway, but yes, it, it was very interesting. Um, and uh, it was, kind of, you know, it was one of the best things about the whole 10 days was like the biggest worry was whether we we're going to have a good bonfire tonight. I mean, that was, it was kind of every day. Those are nice worries. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was really nice. And then the next day was, oh, the next day was the next worry of, okay, tonight's bonfire. Is it going to be great? I mean, the people I was hanging out with were wonderful. Um, we had about three or five, three to five of us, depending on um, some people were coming and some people were going. And, right, right. And um, uh, so we, but there was a core group of us that were, they were there. And, um, and it was just wonderful to have people that kind of do vacation like you do vacation. You know, it's like we're, there we really, I mean, we had a list of things that we wanted to do. But we don't have to get to every, all of it. I mean, it was one of those, mm-hmm. like, we'd get up. When we got up, we got ready. We'd have breakfast. And then we'd like, okay, what do we want to do today? And then we try to figure out where it was. We'll leave maybe 11 or noon, um, take off, come back around 5, 6 o'clock, you know, fix dinner, and then worry about the bonfire. I mean, it was right. like, it was a really, we did little day trips and things. And it was really nice. It was, re- we, I mean, it was, and then there was, like, days that we were like, well, we really don't want to do anything. We just want to kind of hang out here, so we went to the pool, or we, you know, did putt putt, or um, read a book. I mean, it was just like, you know, and then any combination of that, like where some folks wanted to go do stuff, and they went off and did it, while other folks just stayed at the campsite. You know, even if they were by themselves, um, it was just pretty much a. You know, there was enough of us that we could go and do things if we wanted with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that was, it was just really wonderful. And, you know, I, I have to admit, I've only been to one 
straight um, uh, camping grounds, camping or whatever. And even that, I'm wondering if it was all gay. But um, it was. <laughs> but um, I have to admit, what well, is camp after all? Well, hello, exactly. Um, and um, it's about pitching tents. But anyway, it's um, <laughs> um, it's uh, they the. I, I there was just. I, when I talk about, like, for instance, some of the things that we were able to do or we were, or I was hoping to do, like, for instance, there was, I was telling, like, my coworkers about um, how we were able, there was one one particular one that was going to have bingo with Bette Midler and, and how I was really looking forward to that. And it was like, well, how often do you go uh, to a campground and go have, you know, and have a drag queen entertain you, you know? Right. Um, well, we missed that. We never, I never ended up meeting Bette Midler with, you know, Bette with Dang. three T's. I know, exactly. But, um, but we went to this brunch, at the one that was very, very social, the, the very social group. They... It was absolutely hysterical. So they invite, because we forgot to bring coffee. Like, four-fifths of us don't drink, uh, don't do morning coffee. Or if we do, it's usually during work. But other than that, we don't make right. any for ourselves. So we didn't even think to bring coffee. <coughs> and um, so one of us was just, like, fiending for coffee. He had to have his caffeine that morning. Um, and so I went off to the to uh, shower that morning, and I was coming back. And a uh, lot 66 and 67 were like, come on, we're going to have breakfast. And I was like, hey, I, I love to be here, but I've got like four other people if I could bring. And they're like, oh, yeah, bring them all like this or whatever. And um, so I went back and I grabbed them and we went out, went to, to have co- uh, to have brunch with this group. And um, and apparently there's like the, at, at the campgrounds we've gone to, there's like the, the, the seasonal people that are there for the season for spring, summer and fall. Um, then there's folks that are the weekenders that are just like us who are just there for like the three days, Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then there's the day pass people. Well, the seasonal people wanted to make sure the weekenders were always welcome and made sure that we were meeting mm-hmm. people and talking and mixing, if you will. Um, and so a lot 66 and 67 um they had a bunch of people at their trailer and um it, it, it what happened was that they they made homemade muffins and homemade coffee cake and they had the real good coffee um uh, i would say wow. even better than some of the uh stores around here coffee it was just, it was just a re it was just wonderful food um and of course they wanted to make it much more formal so they wore um the uh, the trunks that have their tuxedo trunks, kind of, you right. know, with the tie that's about like six inches from the neck down, kind of thing. It just, and they were, and, they were, and it was, of course, all a black affair. So right. they, or it was all, and, you know, and then nothing else. And so it was right one of on. those, like, they wouldn't make it very formal. And so the hosts both wore, you know, tuxedos, if you will. And they're inviting people and making sure you're, you're now you've met so-and-so, and now do you know so-and-so, this group over here? And if you, heaven forbid, that you were sitting there by yourself, you know, just listening to the conversation, oh, no, 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 we have to introduce <laughs> you to somebody like this. So it was just, they were very, well, sure enough, halfway through the brunch, this woman comes fl- around the corner, and you know the glances on windows? Mm-hmm. Well, she had this bright, 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 like, neon orange uh, dress on with, flan- like, like just, like, um, vertical glances going down the dress. It was just, like, these layers of... Oh, wow. Um, um, well, it was kind of see-through type stuff, you know, so it wasn't, like, this very fancy stuff, but it was this this dress that kind of looked like that, it was like a moo-moo type stuff. Uh-huh. Um, with this um, mesh hat that she apparently stuck like in her suitcase and like shot it and came in and then when it came to getting out the outfit she like punched it back into place. I mean it was not a very um, uh, gorgeous thing or whatever. And big earrings and she came around with and she was of course and had a mustache and beard. So she comes running or she comes around the corner <laughs> with her you know book and was just like well I write the newsletter for this place and so if you have any good gossip or know of anything that happened last night that I should let people know about you just sit right <laughs> next to me and I'll take notes. Um, and well, sure enough, 10 minutes later, another woman comes wa- walking through or whatever with this beautiful white glittery chiffon, um, flowing, um, robe with like, uh, fur, fur, uh, cuffs and collar. Um, and apparently, and she put on this wig that had like green, 
uh, green rollers in them, and and then of course she had a green mask from the night before that she put on um, with uh, like a makeup type stuff. And she's of course trying to tie as she's around in the corner. She's tying her robe like, oh, I got up late. I'm really sorry. And um, and so she was absolutely wonderful, and everybody laughed about that. That's and awesome. So it was just, I mean, it was just a lot. You'd never have that at the gay campground. No. You just wouldn't have that jocularity, that interaction with folks. The, no, that's not so know. regular. No, at no. At the KOA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Not so, so much. But it was just, it was so freeing, and the people I was with were just wonderful, and and uh, and small world. We went from one campsite to the next campsite, and we were already known by the time we got to the other campsite. Wow. Yeah, it was like very scary. It was very scary. We were just sitting there, and uh, someone comes up on a golf cart and was like, so you were just at the the other campground, and we were like, really? And like, yeah, you're here. You're gonna go to Toronto and Ontario. I mean, they're telling our life story, our camping story, our vacation. And we're like, we, do we know you like this? And of course, they're all thinking, looking at me, going, he probably knows Dan, you know, like this. Right, and it's like, right. no, no, really, I have no idea who you are. And and he's like, oh, I've got friends that live at that other at the other campsite. And he happened to call me and said, look for three bears that are coming your way, and you're <laughs> the only three bears we know here. So, <laughs> so it was very fun. We had a, it was just a really really good time and that's um, awesome. I do it again and so um, you know maybe we can get a bigger group going next time. But it was just it was just a wonderful wonderful break. So that's so cool. You deserved it. Yes, yes, I certainly did. I'm not going to argue with that one. Good. <laughs> so good. So how would you do? While I was gone. Besides, well, like man, the post here. Thanks to Alex for making it sound good. Yeah, he does. <laughs> You know, I am doing great. I've Wow. Well, before I say how I'm going, how I'm doing though, I do need to say I have a friend in Portland, Oregon who's listening, a special friend named Mel. And Hi I Mel. Just, I want to send a message to her. It's oh. just it's short and sweet. I just want to say nice ass. <laughs> so, that's, and, um So anyway, um and she's listening because we can, we're can. we podcasting now. That's right. And you need what you need to do to find us on that is just go to the iTunes Music Store. Correct. And you can just, there's us over in the search yep. area. There's It says Closets Are For Clothes. You just click on us. And then you subscribe. And then you subscribe and you can podcast, you can listen to our podcast anytime. You can take us with you wherever you go. Woohoo! How cool is that? That's right. So, and those, just to kind of the side note that we just discovered before the show, that if you've done this already and you're right, having troubles now. You might now, have to do it again. Yes, because we just apparently changed. In the path in, that I am telling you to go in. Yes. Don't redo what you did before. Go to right. this, go to the music store. And in the search area, look you'll for see, look for closets, and that's where you want to get yes, us from. Exactly. And you can carry us around in your little iPod or MP3 yes, player and, yes. and listen to us all the time. they did some restructuring here at the, at, the, at the University of Michigan. So right. um, we had to change our address. And technological restructuring. All that good stuff. It's all good stuff. So I'm good. You know, I've decided... I, that I'm going to start every day. I'm going to really recognize that each day I wake up, it's a gift. It is. And yes. that, you know, I it's up to me what I do with that gift. I can spend that gift, you know, frivolously irritated and angry and whatever, or I can spend it gratefully and graciously and have nice. a good day. Nice. Right? So that's what I'm trying to do. And I, when doing that, I'm realizing all the gifts that are in my life just in general and that... You know, I have a fabulous partner who yes. gives me so much, and I have wonderful friends who also give me very much. And which um, I'm jealous of, but go ahead. You're jealous. Oh, of. they're cool friends. Thanks. I think there's so I have so much fun with them. Yeah, so. I have fun with my friends too. A lot of fun with my friends. Um, so I've just been been doing that and spending a lot of time, kind of focusing on things being gifts. Right. Um, and that that they're really cool. And the other thing, my golf game's getting a lot better. Woohoo! So you know, I'm gonna and um, my golf buddy Kelly and I have decided that we're gonna golf until we can't feel our feet anymore. So, <laughs> like into the winter, as long as they'll let us, because there are a couple golf courses around here open year round. Wow! And so, which is brave. Yes. But we've decided that at least. At least to Halloween, we okay. ought to be able to golf. Okay. If not further. Right. Depending I mean, we may have weather. a warm November. 
Right. Global and warming. We might. Wait, so we're going to keep... And then what we've decided after that is any nice day where we could probably see the greens in the fairway, okay. we're going to golf. Wow. Like, we really want to keep golfing all winter and oh, see how long you. we can, you know, how, you know, the most ridiculous day we golf. Like, right. You know, we golfed on December 23rd, you know, <laughs> in Michigan. We're just whatever. February something. 7th. Right. Yes. We golfed on Valentine's Day or something, you know, just something. We just want to do that. And but we are getting we're both getting a lot better. Good. It's amazing how much a little practice will do and a little focus also. Right. I think focus is helpful because we golfed last night in our league with the this woman who's been golfing for like five years and she was not very good. Oh. And it struck me. I was like, you know, she's just not focused Got on it. the game that she's playing. She's out. She's having fun. And that good. that's what's important. Yes. But and, you know, I don't really care about the score so much either. It's. How did it feel when I hit the ball? Did it go where I wanted it to go? Am I blah, blah, blah. So, right. yeah, I'm really enjoying this. And Kelly and I work very hard to make sure that the golf league is as gay as possible. <laughs> we have discovered that we're probably not the only gays in the golf club, but okay. we are the only gays on the golf, the league that we are on. Okay, got it. So, because there's, you know, several hundred women involved in the here and in, in Oh, the, that's right, because you're in the club. beginning league. I'm in the learning league. Learning right. league, okay. So, we're get, you know, and so we try to be as gay as possible and talk, you know, just whatever. Right. However we can manage it, we try to fit it in there. Oh, my gosh. Um, like we Do I have to have you borrow my boas and stuff? Or, uh? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad idea. I'll wrap it around my golf bag. Exactly. For example, one night we had mentors. Okay. Where it's like somebody from the more advanced <laughs> leagues followed us around and gave us pointers oh, as we great. went Oh, that's great. Oh, I like well, this league. Yeah, that's it was cool. That's a great cool. idea. Well, we, she kept saying to us, and we think she was also gay, Ah. Um, but she kept saying, she said to both of us at separate times, you're hitting that golf ball like you're playing softball or whatever. Like <laughs> you're not playing softball right now or what, you know, a lot of comments like that. And we were, right. and my, and Kelly was like, she said, I can understand why you'd think I used to play softball, but I never have. <laughs> it was very, very funny. <laughs> and she would, she would yeah, say that. Yeah. yeah, she would. So it just seemed, oh. you know, we kind of seemed like, Oh, um, we should have been playing softball. We were hitting the golf ball like it was a softball instead That's of right. golf ball. That's right. Um, but yeah, I'm doing really well, Good. and no loses next week. Wow, um, which means I leave next Tuesday, which means I won't be with you next oh, week. Oh really man, I'm, uh, you just got back, and I'm taking off. Dang. But I'm only gone next week. I'm not okay. gone for a few weeks in a row. It's okay. just next week. Okay. And I'll be back the following week. Okay. Um, For sure. The first okay. week of September. Do you believe that that's already happening? I know. I know. The first week of September. It's hard to believe. I'm working on an event that's coming in October, and I'm like already, oh my gosh, the two-week deadline before the event is September 15th, which is two weeks away. I'm like, <gasps> So I'm like, yeah, panicking. I have a, for my job, I have a very big deadline on September 15th That's like, and I'm freaking out a little bit yeah. about that because it's really soon, yeah. it's a lot sooner than, I, yeah, that I was expecting it all. Then I didn't, I, I really just didn't know that right. September 15th was so quick and I'm going to be gone next week. Right. And I mean, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have email access and whatnot and I can mm. access the work I need to do. I can take it with me if I want, but. Right. Like I'm gonna work at no loose. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Right, right. And there are still a few slots available. So if you're interested about in, in no lose, you How can would check you do it that? out. You just go to no lose dot org and okay. there's a spot. I mean it's too I mean you have to pay the expensive fee because it's okay. you know, next week. So okay. it's not like you can get any kind of discounts or whatnot, like you could have if you'd have registered before August first. But there are still a few slots left. I have it on good authority that I think another slot just opened up. Okay. So if you're interested, you can go to no lose dot org. At least get more information and maybe even register. Gotcha. Now um, where now where is it going to be? It's happening in a play in Phoenicia, New York. Oh, okay. Which is in the mountains of New York State. That's beautiful up there. In a Buddhist retreat center owned by Uma Thurman's parents. <laughs> wow. 
Holy moly. Is that just random yes. as all hell? Exactly. <laughs> I totally, wow. it's so weird. It's just yeah. strange. <laughs> like, yeah, Uma Thurman's parents own it. And I'm like, that's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. But it's supposed to be a really, really beautiful place. And there's, um, we have the whole place to ourselves, which has never happened before. No Lose has always oh. happened in a hotel. Oh, is that why it's limited? Where, yes, that's uh, why it's a very it's small registration limited. fee, because okay. we don't have unlimited space. Got it. Um, but it's it's we've had the whole place to ourselves. Um, it's pretty encapsulated, which is nice. There's a swimming pool and natural water on the nice. land. Um, and it's all the swimming is clothing optional. Got it. Gotcha. Which is wonderful. Right. Which I think you and uh, Kelly were uh, challenged, uh, challenging you guys to do so last last time. Were you guys? I was thinking there was something about the pool that you guys were like good at attend. When, no, we, Kelly and I have cannonball contests. Oh, okay. And when their cannonball contests are naked, they're much more interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> For everyone. Oh, yes. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Gotcha. But I'm really looking forward to that. And we leave on Tuesday. We're going to, we're taking the baby. We're driving. Wow. It's going to be great. It is. Yeah. It's scary as hell to drive that far with a baby, but right. we're going to do it. Right. Exactly. We're going to do it. Well, you have the food source coming with you. So, yes, the food and source I hear is coming with us. Baby sleeping cars. So if you're not constant- so much. Oh, not really? ours. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I mean, she does, but I mean, she's a good sleeper. She at night, you know, she sleeps almost twelve hours a night. Okay. With one wake up to eat, and then, but she doesn't nap very well. So any oh. driving during the day is not really. Gotcha. I mean, that's just her habit. She just yep. doesn't. Yep. You know, she'll fall asleep for twenty minutes here, thirty minutes there. Right. But she's just not a big napper. Wow. So. And she's what now? Eight months? Four months. Four months. Okay. Eight months. What I don't cow? know. I was trying to figure out something. Yeah, so. four months. She's actually 16 weeks old today. Wow. Yeah. So what a celebration. Every closet. Yeah. That's right. Every closet. I remember. Yep. At 6.40 p.m. on Dun. May 3rd. During closets. <laughs> that's when Charlotte was born. Exactly. It was, I thought it was kind of cool that she was born during closets. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, how apropos. I thought it was great. Man. I totally did. Dang. So what's on our plate for today? Well, we've got a couple guests that we're going to be having. We have a surprise guest at the end of the show, um, but the uh, but we, we're expecting some folks. A surprise from... to me, or have you already told me? And I just I don't already know. told you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're just kind of waiting for uh, um, uh, another ga- uh, regular guest. Our that first we have. guest. Yes, yeah, our first guest. Thank you. Um, and and uh, if you're trying to and find an update, what's what's happening over there? So All right. um, one of the good news things is that. Um, speaking of things that are happening locally, <coughs> is um, if you read the Between the Lines newspaper uh, this past week, the that there were five colleges, Michigan colleges, um, were named as uh, as part of the one of, of uh, as the as part of the 100 best schools for gay students, um, and were featured in the College Guide for LGBT students. And it was it was wonderful. Uh, and there's a, the article that was in the Between the Lines. I'll read it to you. I just basically I, and this is actually Gabe Javier uh, talking. Um, I think we've always strive to do groundbreaking work. Uh, said Gabe um, Javier. Assistant Director for the LGBT Affairs at the University of Michigan, which ranked as one of the top 20 best of the uh, best campuses for LGBT students. U of M's LGBT office, one of the first of its kind, was founded in 1971. We really stand on the the soldiers, the shoulders of giants on this one. Uh, We're only empowered to do our work today because of the important work of those before us. Besides U of M, other honorees include Central Michigan University, Kalamazoo, Zoo College, which I was absolutely amazed by, uh, Michigan State University, and Eastern Michigan University. Woo-hoo! Exactly. Uh, by the way, that was for, oh, that was, that's right, never mind. Um, I've been told that apparently I go, and I'm doing this for you, Larry. Dun, dun, dun. I do that a lot. <laughs> He's been listening. He barely listened to like 10 of our shows one in one day. And he was just like, it's not bad when you listen like once every week. But when you listen back to back to back, Dan, you you do dun, 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 I'm sure a lot. We, we can be a little hard to take in large doses. <laughs> I 
am certain of it. I don't think so. I think <laughs> that people actually, it's been actually, it's been funny because he's listening to us apparently at work, and he'll be like breaking out in laughter for like no reason, and people are like, "What the hey?" So uh, it's it's actually great. But uh, Kate Brindle, coordinator of the EMU's LGBT Resource Center, said the office would continue to expand their program options. We will be more inclusive to all students, including issues related to gender identity and gender expression, uh, Brindle said. The Advocate College Guide for LGBT Students profiles 100 colleges and universities from across the country that offer resources and create a positive living and learning environment for LGBT students. Campus Pride Net, a leading national organization for LGBT and ally student leaders, along with local organizations, gathered feedback from LGBT students, faculty, and staff regarding personal experiences and opinions through their campus. The College Guide is a testament to the inclusive LGBT efforts of individuals, campuses, and statewide educational advocacy organizations like the Triangle Foundation, said Shane uh, Winmeyer, author of the Advocate College Guide for LGBT Students and founder and executive director of Campus Pride Net. Uh, a lot of titles there. Dang. Uh, yeah. The final <laughs> the final list compiled for the, the book based on institutional policies, commitment and support, academic life, recruitment and retention efforts, housing, counseling, and health services, uh, campus safety, and student life. To have five colleges and universities among the 100 best LGBT campus, campuses says the state of Michigan deeply cares about the education and safety of all students, Meyer said. A comprehensive online tool with information on hundreds of campuses will be available uh, at campusclimateindex.org beginning August 21st. So you can actually do that now. It's called mm-hmm. it's Campus Climate index.org for more information about the advocate college guide for lgbt students uh, you can go to campuspride.net so it's a really really cool yeah so five and two of them are are on our program on a regular basis yes and oh and a regular part of closets are for clothes yes exactly bring it right back to us because it's all about us that is right it is all about us yes yes and and you know and this is another thing that came up over while we were camping is well while we were going for i was going for a walk with one of my friends that, that went with us no, I didn't go, go with strangers. Uh, it was that... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you had. <laughs> you know, yeah, I just I took that thumb out, hiked up the skirt, and boom, That's I got right. caught. Um, is that we were... They were talking about how a lot of the folks that are there would not be able to like download what happened with their coworkers, with their family, with their friends... You know, saying, I mean, all they probably will say is, oh, I went camping for the weekend or for the week, or um, I, went into, I went to Canada, or they, or they could say I went to Niagara Falls, or they went to Toronto, but they wouldn't be able to say, like, what they did. Um, they wouldn't right. be able to say, oh, well, I went to a gay campground, and oh, there were some drag queens there, there were some naked people there, there were, um, uh, we, we, we had very interesting, you know, Bette Midler, uh, bingo. It was, it, they wouldn't be able to kind of share how fabulous it really was. Mm-hmm. They would just come back with a smile on their face, and that right. would make... And sometimes- that would be okay. Discretion but, can be the better part of valor. Well, exactly, and that and that was so interesting because because of the two jobs and this. I mean, I have been just like downloading constantly of like. In fact, at one at one of my jobs, they're asking me if I was safe, and I was like, oh. That kind of got awkward, you know. It was like, <laughs> whoa, yeah, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to talk about that here, uh, but I, I mean, we, we talk about it all the time there. But right, it was just one right. of those things of, oh, that was too TMI, too much information. Right, I right. just downloaded to everybody, and but. You know, so they, they, and I told, of course, I told them I, I put waders on my arms when I went to the pool. Of course I was safe. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. There's only one you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. And some people are really grateful for that. So then, uh, uh, and then, you know, and then at my other job, they were kind of asking about stuff. So, and then I got here to kind of download what happened. It was just one of those, uh, I, I, it's one of those things I'm really happy about. I realize how knows how much being out and how out I really am. Um, it, 
and how I could, I mean, even with my family, there were certain parts I could talk about, other parts I definitely would not. But sure, I mean, I'm even sure you then, didn't have a safety conversation no, with your no, family. No, no, I really, really focused on Niagara Falls in Toronto. <laughs> 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 uh, but it was just, you know, it, it was, it, it, and I'm really noticing that that was one of those, where I, I, I do live a life where I can, I mean, I'm just out there. And if yeah. you can't, Deal with me, then you know you're you're in the long line of line, wrong line of business, not necessarily. Myself. Right, it's that's what we've said before. Like if yeah. you know the barriers sometimes that we have in life are nothing have nothing to do with us. Yes, it's other people's issues. Yes, that yes. get in the way of it. Yeah, I mean you know we're the same way. I'm totally mm-hmm. there's nothing in me on about me that's in anywhere. You know, and I'm right. like I'm not in any closet. Right. Certainly. Well, I may be in a closet or two, but nothing to having to do with being gay. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, there's a few things that are private. And I would say they'd stay, they remain private. Right. right. Private's yes. different than sh- ashamed. Right. And, um, but yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's crazy. I have, I've, it's interesting you say this. I was just thinking about, um, earlier today, um, uh, in my job, that so many like I have to. A lot of times, I take Charlotte with me to do certain yes. things, and everybody keeps referring to me as her mama, Aww. and which is sweet and yeah. nice and wonderful. And I'm like, but, but I'm not her mama, right, you know. Right. And I like, how do I correct them? Especially these people that have been doing it now for a month, yes, or over a month. And I'm like, what do I say? Yeah. What? How do I? Because you know, it makes sense. I understand why yeah. they're doing it, but it. It's like, hmm. Yeah. How do I stop this? Right. And how do you? Yeah. And also making and and not embarrassing them. Right. Not embarrassing saying. them and trying also to. I mean, not that I want to avoid necessarily, but the gender conversation. Right. The like, why Poppy? You're right. Why not another version of Mom or something right. like? I. You know, not that I want to avoid that conversation, but they don't pay me to have that conversation. No. no. You know, yeah. and so. It's just weird. It's funny. You know, I'm not I'm not closeted. I of mm. course not. I've talked about in my interview I said, you know, my partner just had a baby. Clearly <laughs> that person is a woman. Right. You know, and so I'm not in a, a closeted at all, but it's just also it's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's strange. Yeah. Though. Can you? Is there a way that you could say? You know, they have t-shirts that say, you know, I'm with. Uh, Pappy, Poppy, 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 and um, and or or I'm her Poppy. Yeah, I've thought about I thought about just making her a T-shirt that says "My Poppy Loves Me." Right. But then somebody might be like, "Well, that's her grandpa." Right. Or that's something. True. It's right. Whatever. Right. It's her uncle. Exactly. Something. I don't know. Or you can maybe maybe you can bring in a conversation that says, "You know, I was in this other store and somebody and I was explaining or and she called me her Poppy or I guess she can't call you her Poppy." Right. Um. Mm. Well, I also thought about just waiting until Charlotte can say it herself. There you go. Which you know might be a couple years, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, and that way people can. Yeah, if she's bringing it up, oh, that's what she just calls me. Right. Or if they say, you know, are you having fun with your mommy? And she'd be like, my mommy's at work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is my poppy. Right. Um, right. Which is perhaps what may happen. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And I don't know. Good, it's just weird. Yeah, and it's a good conversation to that we need. Yeah, to have because of because there's there's other areas that uh, in the LGBT issues where dealing with how people call what do we people how do we call people once we know them by a different name or different right. different gender or yeah right. exactly so right. well i we have to come up with some like really great introduction music um whenever she's on the on you know, the line Alex now. really loves it when you have assignments for him yeah, like that yeah we got to come up with something like with pizzazz and 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 sparkles and like almost like you know women Jumping into the pool one after another with as uh, with sparklers on their heads or you know <laughs> especially oh do we have that by chance that sound bite that sound bite I don't know he's looking he's looking but because like, we know it's her favorite part sound bite a favorite part of closets are for clothes it's my favorite our, related our, to her and she is and I I'm I, he may have cooked an excess so well that I can't hear the the, no. the on the phone but um oh because she has a okay but without any more ado straight from washington dc 
Meredith Hockman. How are you, Meredith? I'm good. How are you guys? It's so weird hearing your voices but not seeing you. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. Oh, definitely. It is, actually. I mean, that's It's a, very weird. Yes. So I'm experiencing the same thing looking at Dan right. and not... <laughs> So how's D.C. treating you? Um, D.C., well, you know, what's a small town girl to do when she moves to the big city? (laughs) Aren't you Um, from New York? uh, You know, this is true. I am from New York, but I have to tell you, I apparently didn't like being in the big city because I totally adapted to what East Coasters would call the small town living of Ann Arbor, Michigan, which I don't think is that small, but okay. It's not. But right. it's just in comparison to a city of 9 million people, <laughs> it's a little small. Yes, yes. It's just a, you know, it's a, it's a different way of life here. Not so much that it's, like, faster paced necessarily, just, you know, I have to get on, like, a train to get to school in the morning, whereas I'm accustomed to walking across campus to get to class. So. Oh, Wow. Yep, it's very different. It is very, very different. And how long is a subway ride? I mean, is it like just 15 minutes or? It's not even 15 minutes. Oh, wow. It's 10. Not even. Okay. I am, let's see, I am three metro stops from my apartment to the shuttle that then takes me to the law school um, because they have nicely situated American, the general, like, larger campus and the Washington College of Law's campus away from the metro, a good mile or so away from the metro, at least. Oh, wow. Um, that was brilliant. So, that was right? good planning on their part. <laughs> so smart. Um, and then the law school is almost a mile down the road, maybe less, but it's at the bottom of a very steep hill. So you could walk down the hill to get to school, but walking back up the hill, I'm sure, would kill you. Or wow. at least it would kill me. Wow. Yeah. Holy moly. Mm-hmm. So now how far away from the school are you? I mean, just living. Um, I'm probably like three, four miles away. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, so that so that's why it's only like 10 minutes. I was like, wow, that's a the fast longest, traveling train. Yeah, the longest part of my commute. Here, I'll tell you what my day is like. I walk out of my house. It takes me about five minutes. I walk down a lovely tree-lined street um, to the metro stop. I get, depending on if I take the elevator or the escalator, um, it takes me either like two or three minutes to get down to the metro platform, or it takes me like seven minutes if I take the escalator. The escalator is a little bit further of a walk for me, but not only that, I don't know if either of you have been to D.C., but some of the escalators like the steepness of them going down. I totally had vertigo once on yeah. a Washington, D.C. escalator. I almost passed out. <gasps> it's not like I wouldn't recommend walking down. I mean, I, first of all, I'm scared to walk downstairs because I've fallen and broken my ankle before, so I have a little bit of a phobia. But, uh, or walking just, into holes. Right, right. I'm walking into holes, too, if you all know. <laughs> you are standing on the escalator. Like, you just wait for it to take you down. Um Excuse me, that'll take you about seven minutes um, for both sets of escalators. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just to go down, seven minutes. Just to go down, seven minutes, yep. Oh, and my it's usually, gosh. Yeah, it's, so it's a little bit long. And then, um, you know, the metro pretty much runs. I, I live off the red line um, at the lovely Woodley Park Metro, which is right by the zoo, if anybody knows D.C., and um, I'm right by Adams Morgan, which is the big party area in D.C., and um, once I cut, the the metro runs pretty frequently, so maybe an eight-minute wait for the metro if I've just missed one, sometimes less, Um, and then I catch the shuttle outside of the Tenley Town Metro, which takes me to the law school, Um, and again, depending on when I get there, it depends on whether or not I have to wait for the shuttle bus or not. So. Oh, then there's a shuttle bus on top of it. Yeah, there's a shuttle bus on top of that wow. that takes me from the metro station down to the law school campus, which and is not by campus, I should say, building because we're in one building. We're not really on a campus. Oh, right. And how's law school going so far? Um, I have been in classes since Monday, um, and I was thinking to myself yesterday, "Gosh, thank." God, the week is over almost because I can't take much more. And I realized 
Mm, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, people are freaking out already. I'm freaking out a little bit. It is um, not necessarily the amount of reading right now. That'll definitely increase. What it is right now is I don't know how many people read law for fun or cases. Basically, the premise of law school is you read a case, you try and figure out what the rule of the case is, basically, and the rule is like what is what is the court established, what piece of law has the court established with this particular ruling. Um, and then you basically, exams are, they give you a hypothetical and you have to be able to say, well, based on X, Y, and Z case, this is what the ruling would be and this is what the potential outcome of, you know, whatever thing is that you're trying to figure out. So it's a lot of reading and it's a lot of, um, some cases are, are easier to read and more readily understandable. In some cases, you wonder, I have no idea what's going on. I don't even know who the, you know, the plaintiff or the defendant is in this case. Don't I they don't label it? Like if it was, you know, Burns versus Hockman, don't they say Burns and Hockman? Well, yes, that is true. But if you're looking at like a Supreme Court case, just because it's, you know, Burns v. Hockman, that doesn't necessarily mean that in the lower court it was Burns v. Hockman. It may have been Hockman v. Burns, but you're the one who's appealing. So the oh. change. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So Man. it can be a little confusing. And um, one thing that I finally figured out after a while is that while lawyers used to write in this sort of mumbo-jumbo legal jargon, um, in the last several decades, maybe the last century or so, they've really tried to move away from doing that as much because the feeling is is you make a much stronger argument when it's clear, concise, and succinct. Um, and so as we get into case law that's kind of newer case law, it, it's much easier to read. Oh, so. I see. Oh, so nobody has gone through the old stuff and rewrote it to be clear, concise, and concrete. Well, there's, there are things called, um, like, briefs, basically, is what you try and do to a case. is like you kind of take notes on it. It's called briefing it. And there are um, companies out there like LexisNexis, people may have heard of, or Westlaw. They both have um, briefs that they have that you can buy, basically, um, or get off the Internet. But as a law student, that doesn't necessarily benefit you because you really need to learn how to do that on your own. Like, that's oh, the essence of being a lawyer. Gotcha. Um, so it's not necessarily helpful to pull off the, the brief from LexisNexis. Okay. Um, so any, like, uh, queers in your in your class or? Well, I have two stories. Uh-oh. First one relates to the show overall. So I'm at orientation, and the dean of the law school um, is standing there, and he's giving his talk about the importance of law school and the importance of us, and, you know, we're a community, blah, blah, blah. And, he, you know, he says, I want you to get to know, you should know that you're amongst, you know, some really incredible people. And we're sitting there, talk, you know, and he's giving us a list. Like, you know, we have, I don't know, three people who did the Peace Corps and seven people who did this. And he said, we have one person who is a radio show host. Oh, no! <laughs> see, I'm a big dork, so I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh, I wonder who the radio show host was. And, then I was like, oh. and he said, whoever that person is should come up afterwards because maybe you can help us do better things with, their radio, with our radio station. Oh, wow. And I thought, wow. oh, I who that is. And then I realized... After a while. It was totally you. <laughs> like, I thought it was me. <laughs> of course, I didn't go up to him because I was like, yeah, that person should because I bet they could use help on the radio show. Like, <laughs> so, Meredith. I know, right? Oh, my God. Well, you know, because I, I, to me, well, yes, I realize now that I am a radio, that, you know, I did radio. To me, it was like I came and hang out, hung out with you guys every Wednesday, and we talked, and, you know, people listened or they didn't. You know, whatever. Meredith, you're not alone. <laughs> I have done the same thing. I've been like, every, people were like, you do radio? And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, it's like I come and we talk about junk yeah, for an hour yeah. <laughs> and we laugh exactly. and then we go <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh. i mean so, we all have nice voices you know. and i'm sure people like to listen to us but 
it doesn't, you know, right. maybe we're giving away too many secrets. <laughs> I mean, well, that's the thing. To me, it's like I'm just going out for coffee. I mean, it really, right. and you know, and some people do think I'm out to lunch, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those, yeah. Wow. So you got called out there, girl. Yeah, and I had no idea. <laughs> that is so funny. That's great. And I where did he find little... this out? Well, because it was on my application, so I'm sure that the admissions department gave him, like, you know, here are the tidbits about the distinguishing features of this present, you know, this incoming class. Wow. And so someone must have, it must have stuck with someone that I was a radio show host. I assume he's talking about me, like, what are the odds that there's more than one of us? Right, right. right. <laughs> wow. Like, oh, that must be me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, especially if you said so there's one funny. of you. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, one of them could have been you. Wow. So do they have a radio? Wow. Gosh, we're going to hear Meredith on like legal radio from. Uh, well, what I thought was. <gasps> I Diane Ream. Well, right. Diane Ream. American University has its own NPR station, like we do, but we, they also have their own, they do a lot of podcasting of events and stuff, and so I've never heard anything, I didn't even know it had its own radio station, it must though, or at least have the capability of doing it, so I thought to myself, well, if I thought I had more time, I would totally propose to the um, LGBT Law Students Association, why not do Closets Are For Clothes? DC. Oh my gosh, we'd have a branch. We have a <laughs> franchise. How crazy would that be? So I might propose that to them and say, hey, listen, you know, there's this great radio show that I used to do. It's still uh-huh. happening, but what if we did it here? People just sort of talked about their experiences. So. Right. Especially as a law student. I mean, because right. I'm curious. I mean, later in the, if, if we, you know, if you continue to allow us to call you, um, I mean, I'd be interested in finding out anything like uh, LGBT legal stuff that might come up in class or in caseloads and things. So, wow. So what's the other story? Well, my other story is more general. Like, I'm a big, I think that my gaydar is broken or it has to be recalibrated because I tell you, right now it seems like there is not a single... There's not a single other person in my class. That's not true. There's two gay men that I'm sure, two guys I'm sure are gay. Okay. Um, But there's not, I swear to you, it feels like there's not a lesbian. Bi's are a little bit harder to distinguish. Right. They're a little bit harder. But, like, there aren't anybody, there isn't anybody in my class who's a lesbian, at least. Wow. Um, Well, that's a damn shame. I know it's not true. Right. So do, but, do Christy and I need to go out there and to like get our gaydar working and like find them for you? Yep, yeah, you might have to. Oh you might goodness. have to because I'm telling you mine does not work. And in fact, the, the law students, the LGBT law students sent out an email about um, what I thought sounded like a whole lot of fun, which is drag bingo. I guess one of the gay clubs in town. Oh, my was, God. Was, Dan was just talking <laughs> about drag bingo. <laughs> Really? Yes. That's hilarious. Something's wrong well, with you two. Yeah, Bette Midler bingo. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> well, I guess they apparently it's like every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock at this club that I can't remember what it's called. So they go all the time. But I happen to click open here you know, where you can read all the other people who got the email. And there are all these people who I'm like, Really? You're on this list? What are you doing on this list? I didn't know you should be on this list. Oh. Our allies, but some of them, I mean, you know, I don't think that allies make up a majority of that list. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, my gaydar is just tad broken. Interesting. Well, and I think that it didn't, like... There's sort of a uniform in Washington, D.C., I think, and perhaps... The gaydar that one would use in the Midwest is not the same that one would use in the in D.C. I find people say to me often that they their gaydar does not need to be it needs to be differently tuned in the Midwest, particularly for lesbian identification, because there may be, you could think that that's a lesbian, but it actually is a farm wife. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, and that's so, perhaps it just needs to be tuned to a different station. 
<laughs> That's probably what it is. So I'm, I need to go to a meeting so that I can, like, figure out what to look for. There you right. go. Because then you'll be in the masses to be able to kind of get that and it'll vibe. Be, it'll be, like, light. You know what there I'm saying? Go. It's not going to be a dark club. Right. Yes. Yes. You and know? you can see them in their, like, more natural surroundings, not the club. Right. Right, right. Right. But what to look for in class. Yes. And that would be that would be a very interesting um, assignment for a roving reporter, you know, <laughs> to be calling back and says, this is how you, for you identify. And that would be very important for mm-hmm. folks that are uh, that are starting class here at U of M. And how to identify the LGBT person <laughs> right. in their classes. And I think I, I always thought it was way easier to do at U of M. Maybe it's way easier to do in an undergrad setting than a, like a grad setting. Although... I don't know. I could figure it out at the school social work, but maybe that's a different sort of grad program. Yeah. Well, well also, like, for instance, like, if you're going to, like, in business school, some people are not out because right. of their business. They're, they're, like, you wouldn't be out at the bank or you wouldn't be out at as an engineer or something. Right. So they'd be a little bit more closeted, but... Um, but then you would notice, when, especially when they're not talking. See, that's the thing. When people are closeted, one of the things I can notice is by what they're not talking about. Right. You know, if they don't talk about their weekends or they don't talk about their partner, then I, I, it's like, oh, so it, it's more, a more uh, very similar to the day of silence. It's 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 much louder if if they're not saying something. Right, right. You know, if they just stick just to work issues or or things that they that are very innocent, like movies and things. It's like. Hmm. Right. Um, they don't talk about anything personal. Wow. So interesting. Yeah. So we've got to like now. Now, is there like any? Is are there any courses that kind of like uh, that you're going to have to take that are going to be gay related? I mean, have you seen your curriculum yet? Not anything that's going to be gay related outrightly. I imagine that if I don't know, I think that we have to take constitutional law. I imagine that there's going to be an element of yeah. They don't the talk about the gays community. in that class, right? Really? In oh, the Constitution? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. Not that I know of. I think anything that I take that's gay related would have to be a class, and I don't know that I've seen anything that's like LGBT legal rights. Or even like the you know the gay. The the gay phobia. What is that? The um, when they lash out and it's the gay defense or the oh the, the gay um the, what is that called? The, when they what do the, oh okay. Well, you guys know what I'm talking about. though, where they use that as a defense yes. of uh, mm-hmm. the fear of being gay or fear of right um the gay scare gay right for crying out loud. <laughs> Some bunch of queers we are. Hey, really? Hello. <laughs> Um, but anyway, having that defense and, and how to use it or how, uh, or even like, um, yeah, cause sh- I mean, that would be something, the Gill Foundation, they should sponsor some law school to be able to, you know, gay teach, panic, the defense. gay panic defense. There you go. Very good. good. Job, God bless the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's great. So good. So DC is treating you well. Well, it's hot. I'll get out. I shouldn't even say it's hot. It's just humid. And my little chubbiness doesn't like the humidity very much. Ah. It's, it's hard to make a good impression when you... The first day of this class that I took during the summer, um, I got off the metro. I got to the bus stop. And it's hot. And I'm hot. And I'm a little... I'm not a little sweaty. I'm sweaty. And this boy... Like, you know, I hear these people talking and I go to introduce myself. And the first thing he says to me is, wow, you look really tired. And I was like, no, I'm just kind of hot. And he's like, oh. And I was like, thanks a lot, dude, because I needed you to point out the fact that I look kind of gross right now. Right, exactly. Right, right, right. Wow. The first five minutes of interaction with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Very much appreciated. Yes. I was like, uh, Thanks. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. Wow. So, well, okay. So that's definitely been a drawback. But I love my apartment. It's, you know, like I said, I live on a tree-lined street. It's incredibly quiet. I can hear the crickets outside my window, which I couldn't hear in Ann Arbor. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, 
And it's nice. It's a little weird living in one giant room, but you don't have to go very far to get anything. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Exactly. Wow. So you're in a studio and kind of, okay, wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. I live by like some nice, a, a nice mix of ethnic restaurants, although most of them are Indian. There's like six. There's, there's nothing like, wrong with that. That's my favorite cuisine. It's just weird to me that they're all on one block together and that somehow competition, like, has not knocked anyone off of the block. So. Yes, yes. Well, Meredith, um, definitely keep in touch with us. I you know, will. keep us on your speed dial. And so if there's anything that's, you know, exciting that happens that right. you uh, and give us. let us, us a- know if closets are for clothes DC happens. That's right. Of course I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, girl. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, that was super fun. Our yeah. surprise guest. Yes, Meredith definitely. Hoffman. Dang. So, yeah, so she's like doing well, it sounds like. Yeah. It or she's putting fun. out a good front. Right, or she's lying through her teeth. That's and trying right. To make us feel better. That's or, you know, not make us upset and worry about her, which is fine. Right, right. So, wow. That's what she needs to do. That's totally cool. So, I have a teaser question for you. <sighs> About a future show topic. Uh-oh. We have yet to iron out the details of when this show topic is going to happen. But I do want to ask you a question. I had this conversation. The, I asked the exact same question of Jeremy Merklinger. Not on the show last week, but you oh, know, you know okay. Jeremy cuts my hair. Yes. And so, you know, you get a little crazy when you're talking to the guy that cuts your hair. You yeah, can. Yeah. Especially when it's a big gay man like Jeremy Merklinger. That's right. And I have pretty much... No shame about asking certain questions. Right. So, and my, Jeremy has no problems answering them He'll answer either. anything also. Yes. As will I. Um, so my question is to you, Dan. Uh-oh. The first question is hypothetical or okay. rhetorical. Okay. You don't need to answer it. Okay. It's the teaser part. It's sort of the show topic part of it. What makes you gay? That's the sort of thing. What makes you gay? And I don't okay. mean, I mean gay in the universal sense. Yes. I mean, I'm gay, you're gay, people are gay. Like, yes. not like gay men or, and right. lesbians and we're all separate. I I yes. told you, I reclaimed gay. Yes. I'm not shunning the word gay anymore. Okay. So that's the rhetorical question. Okay. But then the other question is, Dan, what is it that you're attracted to? Is it masculinity or is it body parts? That's right. What what is it? Is it because you know? Then so that answers the question. What makes you gay? Is it right? Are you attracted to masculinity? Right. Or are you attracted to body parts? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Good question, huh? It is a great question because I have because I have been pondering this question for a while. Like when we had the show, because I really think it's a really great question. Is because <coughs> well, in the same there can be a reverse question too, like. What am I attracted to? Am I attracted to femininity or body parts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certain body parts. And, you well, know what I'm the, and what makes up sexuality? Right. I mean, that's where I think the the what a, the gen more general question is is just like what makes up sexuality and what um, because I, I play with that idea a lot when I really want to mess up some newcomers uh, when I start talking to them about transgender issues about when people transition from being male to female and as a male they're attracted to women so they're straight but as soon as they change their gender they're queer are they still straight right or are they are they gay or are they, you know it's, and then a person who is attracted to somebody who um, has one body part but presents to presents a different way are they bisexual like it, it really is right. and really trying to mess up people's minds and answering those questions and and I early on in my coming out process I well not early on because it probably took about five years before I realized there was other people than gay men uh, but it was like <laughs> Um, but it was like, well, I was young, That's you know, so the honest. hormones, yeah, That's the hormones so are going, honest. yes, it's great. and you know, there was, and I did not want to be around any of these other people. And so it was right, very, right. Uh, uh, an immersion, if you will. Um, Best but, way to learn a culture. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. And, and that, I mean, because that's another good question that maybe a future topic is talk, talking about culture. I mean, what is, do, do gay people have culture? Yeah. That's you know? a great, a great. And what, and if they do, what is it? I mean, what, what makes up culture? What, and so I think that that's a right. really great. Um, so you sidetracked though. Early I know. On I didn't know if your, I should answer it or not. Well, early on in your coming out process, well, okay. you said, well, maybe five years into it. Yeah. So what happened was I knew that I was attracted to men. 
And I knew that it was definitely the body part. It was definitely that um, I could not. And one of the things is I went to Toronto Pride, and I went to a, an old bar called Happy Tap, where they do full nudity. That's a gay name for oh, a bar. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it is, yes. Yeah, so no, and it no longer exists, or if it, or at least not in its, uh, the old form, because now it's a straight uh, club, and um, and I would definitely would not be welcome there anymore. But um, they, uh, and I went, and they had both male dancers and female dancers, and I knew right. I mean, with the different dancers that went up, I knew what I was attracted to and what I was not attracted to. It was definitely, um, um, I, I was very clear. There, it, there was some things that just didn't work mm-hmm. for me, and. Um, so I knew right then and there. So then I, as I was discovering other parts of our community and, and hanging out with other parts of our community, I discover, so I went to a party and, and there was a variety of people that were there. And there was this one, um, one boy that was there that I just was just, just infatuated with and i we got along really well the conversations was really great we both were laughing or both were really good and challenging each other with conversation and um then we separated did some more mingling and things and then you know i was like well it's time for me to go uh, i was toward the end of the party and i went to give him my number and i found him in the kitchen showing everybody um his top surgery and i was like Oh, so you haven't had bottom surgery, so therefore you were a woman and now you're a man. And I had to really think about that because that really messed messed me up for a little bit. So mm-hmm. not messed me up isn't a bad thing, but a challenge. The challenge what you thought you were attracted to yes. and what you thought how you thought you were. Yes, so we will be having this conversation at length yes. in, a, in a soon to come show. Definitely. Um, hopefully, I think that Jeremy will be joining us for that conversation. Great. Um, it, because he really had some some it's important like, things to good. say about it. So thanks for tuning by to Closet Surfer Clothes again this week. Um, we'll see you the same time, same place next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning into Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500. That's 763-3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530-SAB, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48109. Or at our Ipsy office, you can reach us at P.O. Box 980070, Ypsilanti, 